sound of that tractor means it's time for us to go to work. Welcome to the Give Us the Dirt podcast powered by Hoopa Grading Company. My name is Brandon. This is Bam Bam, and we are your host. Yep. Good to be here, y'all. Bam Bam, how do you feel in that seat over there? Are you getting comfortable it with this yet? Good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I am I am ready to go, buddy. Okay, if you need anything, you let me know. I know you were a little disappointed to find out we didn't have a dressing room and makeup hair and makeup. Person. Yeah, green room, none of that stuff. But we we work past Look, that. Look, it's just raw and authentic here on the Give Us the Dirt podcast. I'll, I'll speak to my agent. <laughs> We've got a great guest lined up for you today. We've got Alex Judd. Alex is the founder of Path for Growth, a business that exists to help impact-driven leaders step into who they were created to be so that others benefit and God is glorified. I love that. Prior to launching Path for Growth, Alex was the host of Dave Ramsey's nationally recognized Entree Leadership Podcast. In that role, he had the opportunity to interview and learn from world-class leaders like John Maxwell, Simon uh, Sinak, Marie Forleo, did I say that right? I think I did. And Jocko Willink, some of my favorites. Alex lives in Tempe, Arizona, and is often found camping, running, and adventuring in our nation's national parks. Alex, great to have you on the Give Us a Dirt podcast. Thanks for being with us. Oh, thank you so much, Brandon and Bam Bam. I, I can confidently say uh, I have never been on a podcast that started with the sound of a tractor. So I can already tell you this is going to be so good. That's that's the sound of work. It's time to go to work. That's it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> well, Alex, thank you for being with I, I know uh, I gave a short introduction there, but I want to hear from you. Tell us about tell us about you. Where where are you from? Tell us a little bit about you personally. Well, one thing that uh, wasn't in that introduction because it actually happened on Friday is I now have a fiance named Aspen, uh, soon to be Aspen Judd. So that happened on Friday. And this is the first time I'm ever sharing that on a podcast. Congratulations. So, uh, well, you heard it first yeah. here on the Give Us the Dirt podcast. Breaking news, man. Breaking man. news. Breaking news. Hey, congratulations, uh, Alex. That's wonderful. That's right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Um, but a little bit about me. I, I grew up uh, out of the country. I grew up in the great Republic of Texas is what I always say. <laughs> Was raised uh, in Houston, went to school in Austin, Texas. Um, and my parents growing up were uh, a school teacher was my mom. And then my dad was an engineer for NASA and still is an engineer for NASA. Today. Oh, wow. And mm -hmm. so my goal in life, and it's really thanks to my parents is always to have the enthusiasm of an elementary school teacher and the discipline of a NASA engineer. That's my goal, at least. That's what I strive for. What a combo. Um, yes, sir. Uh, and so growing up, it became really clear really early. You know, some kids say, I want to be a firefighter. Some kids say, I want to be a doctor. I know I've listened to a handful of your podcasts, and it's like Aaron Witt. Holy cow, the guy knew at six years old, like, I want to do dirt work. That's just insane, right? Uh, the thing that I knew early on, and it was kind of weird that I knew this early on, was I was deeply passionate about two topics, and it was uh, leadership and effective communication. I, I remember I was in second grade when I looked at my mom. She was folding laundry, and I looked at her, and I said, you know, Mom, when I grow up, I don't think I want to be a motivational speaker. I think I want to be a motivational teacher. And <laughs> she looked at me, and she was like, who are you? What are you talking? Go Did you say outside. that was second grade, Alex? Second grade. Yes, wow. sir. Yes, sir. And so it certainly wasn't at the front of my mind the whole time, but that has been what I've been pursuing my entire career and in many ways, my entire life. And so now to get to own and run a business where we do just that, 
is just an absolute dream, and I'm pumped to get into those two topics today. Oh, I am too. That's incredible. You know, it's to know without uh, a doubt of your purpose uh, at in second grade. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, Did you have any true. idea what you were going to do in second grade? No, it uh, it did involve dirt, but I'm pretty sure it was eating it. You were going to be playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alex, I don't know if you know this, but when when we've got a pretty strong research department here on the Give Us the Dirt podcast, and they go they went through and they found out some other things about you. And when I was telling Bam Bam that you were a 24 time marathon finisher, two time Ironman triathlete, and is 50 mile ultra marathon finisher, is that right? Like Bam Bam said that yeah, he actually I, you remembered know, seeing you in, in one of those events. Was it the ultra marathon? I think it was the 50 mile one. I, I met, I think, could you tell me your number? I think I passed you. Oh, like at mile yeah. 16. <laughs> you were yeah, cramping. Say, you were that guy that, that ran right past me and just left me in the dust. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that was me. Definitely <laughs> me. Yeah. Alex, you remember Bam Bam now. That's, that's Bam Bam. I'm hard to forget. Mile, mile 16. Yeah. Yeah, man, the determination, just eyes of steel focused oh, yeah, on the yeah. finish. Laser line. focused. Unbelievable. Laser focused. Unbelievable. That's runner. impressive. Just, just yeah. incredible. Yeah. Was eating dirt while he was running. Yeah, actually. absolutely. It was really. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, that really is impressive. You've Did I get those numbers right? 24-2 in so, an ultra marathon? Yeah, we clearly need to update my bio a little bit. Uh, it's 26 marathons now um, and then two ultra marathons. So I love to run. And more than that, running is my strategy for staying sane. There you go. That is incredible. Wow. Wow. What an accomplishment. Yeah. They actually, so one of the other things said, it, it says uh, Alex is passionate about growth, people, which you just told us, and chips and salsa. Bam, bam. That may, that... That may, that may have been, that may where, have been you, where I passed you, man. I may, that yeah. may have been where you met Alex. Before. That may have been. Yeah. yeah, that that's right. Maybe it wasn't the run. Maybe it was at a Mexican restaurant. It, it probably was. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I I easily get those two confused. Yeah, they, it, they're so close together. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah, persistence, yeah. endurance. You got to stick with it. Right when the yeah. basket is emptying, you got to just keep going. Yeah, you know? yeah. You, you guys it. have so much in common already. It's all about free planning, getting the man back over there with the chips. So tell me about Path for Growth and uh, what what it is and what led you to start it. Yeah, um, I kind of came to a realization about ten years into my career that. I had spent uh, my entire working career in and around entrepreneurship. And it was around that time that I was, I mean, feeling what I would have called a dream job, right? Uh, I, I was getting to play the role of host of one of the largest uh, podcasts in the world on the topic of business and leadership and sitting down with many of the people that you mentioned at the beginning of this episode. And I was getting paid to learn. It was just insane. It was just ridiculous. And it was in that seat that I started to have a thought that was simultaneously exciting and terrifying. I, I had this thought that, man, I've spent my entire career up to this point around entrepreneurs and business leaders. And I started to realize if I didn't actually just step out to do that on my own, I think I would spend my entire life wondering what would have happened if. And so it was in that context that I said, man, it was really tough because I loved the organization I worked for, but I really felt called and compelled to go out and start this business. And like you said, our mission, our why as a business is that we exist to help impact-driven leaders step into who they were created to be so that others benefit and God is glorified. And the way that we do that is we often see 
that businesses don't have the structure to keep them where their vision takes them. So, so often we coincide with leaders from a wide variety of industries, uh, whether it's excavation, construction, uh, high-end landscaping, all the way to marketing firms. Uh, we have app developers. We have board game makers in our community, right? It, it really runs the gamut in terms of industries. But one of the things that we see is you got these high-intensity, high-energy, passionate leaders that have big vision. But if they don't have the structure to keep them where their vision takes them, something grows proportional to the rate of their business, and that's their stress level. And so we provide one-on-one -on -one coaching, team training, and in-person events that help those leaders grow their business while reducing their stress. Wow. Wow, Alex, congratulations. How long has the organization been in place? When did you start it? The organization will be three years old on June 1st, so we're almost there. Maybe by the time this podcast reaches, we'll be we'll be in infancy by that time, which is really exciting. We we now have uh, nine team members total. And I mean, wow. I, I, I get to be in many ways the voice and the face of this organization. The team and the community is what makes this organization run. It's just such a gift from God that I get to be a part of it. Well, he's using you well, and I was. we were talking beforehand, our audience for this podcast is primarily the construction industry. We've got listeners outside of the industry, but our the, the largest part of our audience is construction. It's the Give Us a Dirt podcast. Tell us about, you've got some connections actually to some of the guests that we've had on the podcast. What is your connection within the construction world? Yeah, well, I think I was introduced to y'all by Herb Sargent, which Herb is a leader that I so deeply respect and admire. That's the cool is part of my job is like, uh, we get to work with people that I like literally say, oh, that guy is a role model of mine without a shadow of a doubt. And so guys like Herb Sargent, we have other excavation companies, many people from the construction, uh, the construction industry are in our community. What's actually really cool is we had um, a, someone that ran, it was a $20 million uh, renovation and design company out of Missouri. He ran that company. He didn't own it, but he was kind of the uh, general manager that was running that organization. Kind of came to the realization that he was being called to something different. And how now he's one of our coaches. And so his name is Kyle. And uh, many of his one-on-one -on -one customers are in the construction industry and in that field. So we've really found uh, a niche and a love with this industry. Um, and I think I've thought a lot about the reason why that is, you know, because it, truly we have a lot of people that listen to our podcast that come to us from the construction industry. And I was like, what is it that we're talking about that they're responding to? Because while I do like dirt, I don't, I don't get as passionate about dirt as Bam Bam does. Is what I would yeah. say. <laughs> I, I, and pretty passionate I don't know that anyone does. I, I don't know that anyone does. Yeah. And so what I think, uh, really kind of stood out to me about why those people keep coming to Path for Growth and why we seem to really love working with the construction industry is because it's an industry that you don't have to convince on the value of hard work. And, and that's just such a gift. There, I will say there are some industries out there that you have to convince people on the value of hard work. The people from this industry, by and large, at least my experience, especially from the leaders in the industry, it's like they're some of the most well-intentioned, hardworking, salt-of-the-earth people that I've ever met. And it's like, man, if you're willing to work hard and have a vision and then persist and pursue that vision, well, then, I mean, all bets are off in terms of what you can accomplish. Alex, that's interesting you say that. And, and it makes sense to me. I don't know about you. I mean, our industry, people are used to working hard. They don't have a problem working hard. You're, If I had to guess, probably one of your biggest challenges is saying, look, you don't have to work this hard. 
Like there's another way to do this. Is that true? I, well, that resonates a lot. And, and I think that it is still a, a relentless amount of effort and energy that's required to grow a business in a way that's smart uh, and not just hard. But I, one of the things, and maybe we can get into this some if you'd like to, one of the things that I've observed, and this is more of a theory and a hypothesis that I've kind of come up with based on working with leaders from this industry, is that um, most of the people that we work with from this industry have hands-on experience literally getting their hands dirty, right? It's like they grew into the business by being on the job site, by literally doing the work. They, I mean, working on the business for most of the career was foreign to them. They worked in the business and they loved working in the business. That is Herb's story in so many ways. And that's the story of so many of our customers from this industry. And, and then you get that person that has that experience and you put them in a annual strategic planning meeting for a full day. And and you put that person in an annual strategic planning meeting, they are working very hard, right? It takes outrageous amounts of mental focus, deliberate planning, intentionality, stewardship, wisdom, humility, leadership efforts, rallying people around a common vision. It's all hard work. But when you leave that annual planning meeting that day, your hands don't have any dirt on them. You're not sweating and you didn't break any bones, and you didn't really even worry at all about breaking any bones during that right. day as long as the strategic planning. And so I think a lot of times when uh, leaders from this industry coincide with what it actually means to work on the business, it's an unfamiliar type of hard work. They're like, oh, this doesn't feel like what hard work felt like. And therefore, if you're not careful, you'll just avoid it or not engage with it. But I really find that growth personally and growth professionally comes whenever you engage with the unfamiliar and uncomfortable. And so that's what we're constantly challenging leaders from this industry to focus on in practice. Yeah, that's, that's, that's big. Bam, bam. Can you, can you imagine sitting through a strategic planning meeting for a full day? How would you, how would you do that? That will be, that will be pretty tough, but I mean, I agree with some of the stuff, you know, with, with the stuff that you saying, you know, the folks out here in the dirt world is, probably some of the most realest people you'll meet um that's right and and just like you said salt of the earth and and um yeah that in itself you know when you breed when you when you pull people out um of that and put them into leadership roles what makes a better leader than yeah. you know salt of the earth real you know people well and I, that's where i was going you know that's a great point because you know, we, we don't mind the hard work. We don't mind getting dirty. We don't mind just putting it on our backs and saying, Hey, let's plow through this thing. But what we, what we've, we're starting to learn is that being a leader doesn't mean you want to create more followers. You want to create more leaders. And as you create more leaders, you start to experience some freedom, which allows you to do the things that you want to do, which Alex sounds like you were talking about work on the business, yep. work on the business side of it and, and grow that, so we're going to dive into this leadership thing because we put out, Bam Bam and I came up with probably 10 to 12 ideas on what we were going to talk about for this series. We had some fun ones, actually. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so it was kind of cool to ask our listeners, what do you want to hear? Alex, I, I promise you, the overwhelming response was, we want to hear about leadership. Mm. They wanted to hear about leadership. People are desperate 
for leadership uh, training, for information on how to be a better leader. So we thought about, we're going to do this in a different way. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But do you have thoughts about that as to why? Is that specific to the construction industry? Is that, do you see that across all industries? Why are people desperate for advice on leadership right now? Mm. I, I so love that that was people's response. And again, that we're not convincing people of the value of this. What stands out to me uh, in response to your question is I believe, and our team believes, that if someone depends on you, then you are a leader, right? And I want everyone that's listening to this to hear that today. If someone depends on you, then you are a leader. So then that means unless you live in a cave by yourself, uh, you are a leader. The question is not, are you a leader? The question is, are you leading? And then beyond the question of, are you leading? How are you leading? Because we know leadership can take people up or leadership can take people down. It's like an elevator. The thing that I will tell you that leadership is not is leadership is not neutral. And so in response to your question about why are people interested in this? Well, I think people are realizing like, oh, my influence, my impact, not only on the people that I work with every day, but on my spouse, on my children, on my community, on where my kids go to school, on so many things that I deeply care about. My influence in those arenas is not neutral. And what I hear the people who are listening to your podcast are asking are, how do I lead people in such a way that it is taking them up, that is making them into more of who they were created to be? And in process, I am stepping into more of the man, the woman, the leader, the Christ follower, the person, the community member, the friend, the neighbor that I am called to be. Mm. And so, man, I, I get chills talking about this because this is why our company exists. And uh, I'm just, yeah, I, I, I drank a lot of coffee this morning getting prepped <laughs> for this conversation because I think it's going to be such a powerful topic for us to engage with and apply ourselves to, Brandon. Yeah, I, I would be excited if I was you too. You just found out you've got a whole industry desperate for your services. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. not... i tell you one thing that resonates with me is, you know, what you said, uh, you know, we, we put a lot of, of stock into what color hard hat does a supervisor wear? Or, you know, what color shirt does it say? And you don't have to have a certain color hard hat or or even be labeled as a supervisor to be a leader. Uh, I don't like the word supervisor. Um, I like the word leader, team leader. Um, and, and, I, and I feel like that, that what you said just resonated with that. Yeah, it doesn't matter what color your hard hat is. If you've got someone that depends on you, you are a leader. Absolutely. I love it. And then to Alex's point is, it's not, are you a leader? Are you not a leader? It's, are you leading? Yep. That's a great question. Great way to look at it. I would love to know, um, do y'all have additional thoughts on why people are so hungry from this right now? Bam, bam, Brandon. Like, I would really love to know y'all's perspective on this. Yeah. So, uh, Look, our industry, and I think you touched on this earlier, Alex, that uh, we're used to grinding it out. Leaders in this business, they built their businesses from scratch. They did it out there. They were in the dirt. They were on the job sites. They've gotten dirty, and and they built it from scratch. And they're used to being able to to just throw it on their backs and push through it. Um, I I think as the businesses grow and you start to experience growth, 
uh, that becomes harder to do. You can't lead that way anymore. And it leads to what you talked about early on in the podcast is that exhaustion and stress. You know, we've got vision, but you, you've only got so much capacity. And, and so how do I start to take some of this that I'm holding on to and how do I cut the vine and start to release uh, some of that responsibility and let others start to lead? I, I think our industry is guilty of that. I don't know. I mean, do you? Well, I, I think probably one of the most, I, I think probably what, what we're looking at here is we've all experienced negative leadership over the years. I, I feel like, you know, it, and it doesn't matter what industry you come from. You know, we've seen people or we've heard people discuss negative leadership. Um, I think people just don't want to be that person. I think Man. people just don't want to be that person. They don't want to, you know, if, even if they're not in a quote unquote leadership role now, I think people just experience it or hear other people experience it. And they just want to know, Hey, how do I not be that way? Well, and that's a good point too, Bam Bam. I think, you know, for our industry forever, you just did it and you didn't ask questions, right? You just did what you were told. You don't ask why you don't ask what the purpose was. You got a job. You've been told what to do. The boss told you to do it. You go do it. Push through. Yeah. And and that doesn't fly anymore. So. Yeah. I Bam Bam, just to double click on what you said, I so agree with that sentiment that, man, we've all experienced bad leadership. Why? Because this is not encultured and taught anywhere. But then the other thing that I think compels me to spend so much time and energy on this topic is I have been a bad leader. And like more recently than I would like to admit, there are times where I can look at it and I, I could look in the mirror and say, that was bad leadership. Yeah. And, and every time I do that, it is to the detriment, not only of others, but it's to the detriment of myself. And I think we all have those moments where we could say, man, I could, if I could get that one back, I would. Yeah. And, and so that's why just investing, we're not investing in perfection. We're in, guess, in investing in perpetual growth and I think that's what this conversation is about today. It is. And, you know, so that's a great introduction. We, you know, this theme of, of the series was, Alex, I mean, I'm sure you, all those books behind you right there, you've got so many resources that say, do these things to be a great leader, right? You, you can listen to uh, podcast after podcast that people tell you how to be a good leader, but you just don't hear enough about the things to avoid. Like, there are there are certain things if you if you don't want to be a loser in the game of leadership, these are things you need to avoid. And so we wanted to wrap the conversation around that. And and I love the fact that you did that by even being vulnerable and talking about your own experiences in your leadership style. I mean, you said I've been a bad leader, yep. and I love that transparency and that vulnerability. Talk to us about that. Talk to us about experiences that you've had in your career and even personal experiences or personal experiences with a leader that uh, you were spending time with where you said, you know what, that's bad leadership. Mm. Um, I was really uh, getting pumped for this topic this morning. I just sat down on my phone and, and wrote down the title of your podcast, How Not to Be a Leader. And I, I just said, let's let's jot down you know, five things that I've learned primarily from my own mistakes that uh, if I could not do them ever again and also prevent people from ever engaging in this course of action, I absolutely would. And, and so uh, that's kind of what I wrote down. I, I think the first one um, 
that I would hit home on is related to a principle that we talk about all the time in Path for Growth. And it's one that I'm so deeply passionate about because it's one that is so uh, incredibly and wildly personal to me. Um, how not to be a leader. Put your business in order and then put yourself in order. For, for the longest like time, them. Yep. I had this idea and this thought that I need to get my business in order. I need to make sure I get systems and processes. I need to make sure I hire the right people. I need to make sure all the line graphs are up and to the right. I need to make sure we're experiencing whatever profitability goal we're aiming for in that season. And that when I get that in order, well, then I can put myself in order. Then I can start prioritizing my family. Then I can start making sure I'm becoming healthy and taking care of the body that God gave me. Then I can make sure I've got a reasonable work-life balance in my life. I need to put my business in order and then I can put myself in order. That is so wildly normal today. But the thing that I want to remind everyone on this podcast is what uh, my former boss, Dave Ramsey, used to say over and over and over again. Normal freaking sucks, right? Normal is stressed, sick, tired, worn out, not good around people, a boss that people don't like, a business that is failing, stressing your brains out and pulling your hair out all at the same time. Are you kidding me? You want to be normal? No, I don't want to be normal. So if I want to get results that other people don't get. I have to do things that other people don't do. So let's abandon, put your business in order, and then you can put yourself in order. Put yourself in order, and that will give you the ability to put your business in order. That's powerful. That's powerful. No, I I love that. And it's so counterintuitive, right? You think I've got to do all these things for the business to flourish, but you you, uh, neglect the thing that you need to really be paying attention to is, is yourself. And I imagine by the time people get to you, Alex, you've got to unwind some of that, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We we really focus on, man, we, we got to make sure, not that your personal life is perfect. That's that's not our job. That's not our goal. I, I do not engage with people saying, let's get you below 180 pounds in 70 days, right? Like that's not That's not my business. That's not my need. But here's the leadership principle that really matters here. Um, whether they know it or not, People follow people they admire. I do that. My bet is that y'all do that as well. People follow people they admire. If we want to put a different word in there, we would say people follow people they respect. And I think the reason why we do that is because we all just kind of have this intuitive understanding that you become like what you follow. Right. I am becoming more like the men and women that I am following. The same is true for both of you. Right. And so, therefore, who am I more likely to follow? The leader whose marriage seems miserable, who has an awful relationship with their kids, who's an absolute slob that always says they want to go to the gym or wants to work out, but never does, who is constantly running around just frantic, frazzled, feeble, and weak, and who really doesn't seem to have their act together at all. Am I likely to follow that person? No. Why? Because I don't want to be that person. What if you were the type of leader that, man, your marriage was admirable? right? You loved your wife and your wife loved you. Your relationship with your kids was healthy and stable and you were investing in what it looked like to be a great parent. You were the type of person that showed up to work ready to contribute rather than to consume. What if you were the type of person that people wanted to be more like? Why does that matter? Because that's going to be the person that is radically 
radically equipped to serve other people. Yeah. And that's what leadership is. Leadership is service. And so are you positioning yourself to serve? I love it. I love it. Yeah. That's a, you know, it's probably a game changer walking in. If I were to come see you and say, Alex, you know, the business is really taking off. We're growing. We're experiencing all the the stressors related to the growth. And you say, time out, Brandon, before we go to the business, let's talk about you. Yeah. yeah. And, and <laughs> I like the uh, customer satisfaction thing. You just pretty much said, you know, we're serving people. Well, that's, yeah, that's what it's yeah, about, right? That's leadership. It's to serve. Yeah, absolutely. Alex, I love that. All right. So for our listeners, if you heard that and you want, and you do not want to become a good leader, then you need to put your business in order and then put yourself in order. Mm. All right. What else have you got, Alex? How can we not be a good leader? Yeah. The next one that I wrote down this morning when I was thinking about this is how not to be a good leader. Talk more about what you are against than what you are for. Mm. Yep. I like that. Can I dive into that a little please, bit? Please, please. Yeah. Dig I into it. For, <laughs> I think I first discovered this whenever we were walking through a branding process for Path for Growth. Uh, we, we worked with this incredible team. It was a husband and wife couple, and they were just in, incredible designers. They did a great job of asking us great questions about what we wanted for the brand of Path for Growth, not just now, but a decade from now. And they put together some color mock-ups and, uh, and some logo mock-ups and all sorts of great stuff. It was just incredible. But we would get on these calls with them, and they would present some proposals, essentially. And I found out that I was really, really, really adept at pointing out what I didn't like. <laughs> I was like really good at it, right? Like I, I could say, I don't like that. I don't like that. This should be different. This should be different. I don't like that color. This logo is nothing like what I want, right? I could point that out. And then they'd say, okay, they, they were so good at receiving feedback. And then they'd say, okay, that, that's helpful, Alex. We know you don't want these things. But then they said, what do you want? A and I was like, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. And it was walking through that process that I realized if I'm not careful, that's what I do with my people every single day. I tell them, I don't like this. I don't like this. You shouldn't be doing that this way. You shouldn't talk to a customer this way. You shouldn't make the sale that way. I don't want you to do this. I don't want you to engage on the Zoom call that way. I don't want us to send calendar invites that look like this. And, and sometimes I think there's seasons, if I'm not careful, where my team is looking at me saying, what do you want? And I'm like, I don't know, because it's in those seasons that I'm way better at describing what I'm against rather than what I'm for. And I see that this is rampant in businesses today, that we walk around saying all the things that don't want to happen rather than investing intentional time and energy talking about and then documenting what we actually do want to happen. You have expectations in your head about what you want your business to look like and the way you want your business to work. That's a good thing. That is a good thing. And I think it's a God-given thing for you to have those expectations because those expectations are a form of vision. It's so powerful, right? Those expectations can start in your head, but they cannot stay there. Eventually, they have to be voiced. And then after being voiced, they have to be documented. So don't just talk about what you're against. Be a leader that is focused on what they're for. Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful. I, and I, I know I've had leaders in my career that have spent more time focusing on what they're against than what they're for or what's wrong versus what's right. What we have versus or what we don't have yeah. versus what we have. Yeah. Um, 
And and I think that's, you know, that perspective, I mean, it's if you're going to inspire people to move and you're going to inspire people into action, you're going to do it more with focusing on the positive aspects than you are in the negative. Yeah, and I think negativity breeds negativity um, mm. all day, you know, and, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's all in how you bring directives to your team as well. How do you feel about that? You know, yeah, I, what drives that, Alex? Yeah. What drives a leader to say, to, to have that kind of perspective and that attitude about it? What is that that's causing that? Well, I, I think in many ways, we're talking about the difference between commenting on past performance versus casting vision for future performance. Looking right. backwards. And okay. Yeah, and it's like when... You know, I, I've had conversations with people from this industry. They tell me it's really easy to go on a job site and see things that you don't want to be going on, right? It, you don't have to have a PhD to be able to do that, right? Yeah. It's really hard work to sit down and say, okay, what are the things that I'm actually expecting? What does winning actually look like? And instead of saying what I don't want to happen, let's write some positive statements. Like, let's actually communicate some positive standards for what we do want to happen. That's, I mean, what I think is one of the most admirable things about Sargent uh, and that company up in Maine is, I mean, it's it's going to be a hundred year old company, I think in three years. And, and the story of Herb's grandfather all the way up through Herb's father and now what Herb's doing is a story of men who had a vision of what winning looked like that was abnormal. And then they took time to enculture that vision. And the thing that I always leave a conversation with Herb really deeply believing is Herb just kind of has this internal idea about him that it's like most people, most of the time are doing the best that they can. And it's like, if you approach the world and if you approach this industry with that mindset, that this young man that may not have a clue is not actually trying to set out to be to not do things right he just doesn't have a clue mm -hmm. and he's doing the best that he can and if you put th him through a systemized training program for the first 90 days that taught him everything from the value of a 401k to how to properly use a shovel it's amazing that when you teach him how to properly use a shovel he like properly uses a shovel that's right. a novel idea and it's so inspiring the way that companies like sergeant have ingrained that and they've said we're not going to believe the worst about people actually we're going to believe the best about people and i think the principle in that is that people often act the way you treat them treat yeah. treat your team like a four and you'll have a four every day treat your team like a 10 don't be surprised when they start acting like a 10 yeah that's right. that's that's good word right there you know rusty bam bam i see i gotta get that it's, it's good. I'll I answer anything. Okay. It's Bam Bam. Is that, is that his real name? Is yeah. Real see, name? I wasn't supposed to disclose oh, yeah. that. It's revealed it. I wasn't like supposed Batman to disclose that. Like there Batman it is. I'm sorry. The mask. See, there it That's is. out of the bag. Yeah. All right. Bam Bam. I'm guilty of this one. You know, I think about this, Alex, I, where I see myself really screwing this up I, at home with my kids. Oh. I'm really quick to be able to point out, hey. Yeah. Don't do that. Oh, yeah. You shouldn't have done this. Or I wouldn't do it that way instead of focusing on what we could do. So principle number two, Alex, that's a powerful one, is if you want to be a bad leader, then talk more about what you are against than you do talking about what you're for. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. All right. This is good stuff. You're dropping gold on us today, Alex. Oh, yeah. This is a good one. What was the next one? 
Next one, I think it's really applicable to this industry, maybe in this season. I, I'm really interested to hear y'all's perspective on this, but it's follow opportunity instead of vision. Um, especially in times like we're in right now, where uh, the economy is affecting different parts of the industry differently. There are some parts uh, of the economy where it's like, man, certain industries are getting hammered right now, right? And they're seeing, I mean, 15, 20, 30% drops. But then there's a lot of areas, construction being one of them, in my experience, where it's like they are getting disproportionately affected as well. But it's like they're having these huge infrastructure contracts come through. They're having projects come from government contracts that it's like, oh, my gosh, this is insane. And and businesses are experiencing uh, year over year growth that they've never experienced before. Right. So so there's a lot of opportunity out there right now. And and that's a really good thing. Right. Fruit is a really, really good thing. Uh, so it's really important that as a leader, you don't just pursue opportunity. You pursue a vision of the type of company you want to create. This is the difference between doubling down on what's good rather than doubling down on what's best. And so your company doesn't exist to do everything. Your team, even within your company, doesn't exist to do everything. It exists to solve a very specific problem for a very specific group of people. And so often, as my friend Michael Hyatt would say, there's things that show up on our doorstep and they look like opportunity. And in reality, they're distractions. And that word distraction is really important for a leader to understand and pay attention to. We say, oh, I just get too distracted, right? I get distracted by my phone. I get distracted by these opportunities. I get distracted by these conversations, right? And then we say, but my business isn't growing. Why isn't my business moving forward? Why isn't my business growing? And then we say, we're just not experiencing any traction. I don't feel like we're making any progress. Well, the word distraction is dis, apart or away from traction, right? When you get distracted, you are leading your team away or apart from having traction, having meaningful progress, moving forward consistently over time. And so we can't just follow every opportunity that shows up. We got to have a vision for who are we, who are we created to serve? What are we here to do? And then, man, you drill on in on that. And that's, what's going to create momentum, but also focus. Yeah, that's, that's really good. And that's one that, um, we uh, applies to us here at Hoopa. I know Brian McManus has, he's gone through traction. We, we have a VTO vision traction organizer, so it doesn't matter if it's myself or it's Bam Bam or or anybody on the team. There's a plan for what we what we want to become in 10 years, in three years, in one year, and in the next 90 days. And I think what you're talking about here is having a plan. If you want to not if you want to keep from becoming distracted, you've got to have a plan that you can resort back to and say, is this part of that plan? Or is this just some shiny thing that's out there that's got my attention at the moment? Mm -hmm. And if you have a plan, you can say, nope, that doesn't fall in line with it. Right. I think that's, uh, I think that's important. And it's, it's all about pu push, not pull. You know, yeah. you push, you get behind it and push and, and, and stay on point. Well, I, man, I, I know I'm easily, easily oh, distracted. Yeah, um, and I can see something, I can see that opportunity out there and say, Hey, we need to press into this. Um, but Brian's really good about saying that's not part of the plan, Brandon. 
That's not part of the VTO. And I, I think that's the critical piece of it is that you're going to get distracted. You're going to chase the opportunity if you don't have a plan to resort back to. That's exactly right. I always think of the difference between a pond and a river, right? A pond has no banks. It has no flow. It's not moving anywhere. It's just spreading out in every direction. And what happens in a pond? Algae, mud, toxicity, grime. Meanwhile, a river created the Grand Canyon, right? And what does a river have? It has banks. It stays within its banks. It has flow. And it's one of the most powerful forces on earth because it's the same thing every single day. Yeah. And so, you know, I just have to look in the mirror and say, do I want to be a pond or do I want to be a river? And I think the answer is pretty easy. What do you want to be, baby? Baby. River. River. Ocean. Good answer. Ocean. <laughs> Ocean. Yeah. It's trumped it. All right, Alex. All right. So uh, if you want to be a loser leader, follow opportunity instead of your plan. All right. That was number three. You said you had five, right, Alex? Yeah, we do not have to get into all five. But I, I want to hear them. I, 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 okay. We don't have to dive into each one, but I, I really want to hear what you've got here. Okay. What's number good. four? Well, next. Number four is confuse business growth with business health. And this is, man, this is right out of the Alex Jed playbook. Uh, we, we started the business um, in June of 2020. So that was a little bit of a wild time to start a business. Uh, but we learned a lot really fast, which was really good. Um, and, and so we started the business and truly before I left my full-time job to start the business, I literally sat down and kind of made a game plan with like, I'm, I'm not going to get any customers until I leave my full-time job because I feel like that's the integrity thing to do. And, and I think that it was right to do that. But as a result, I really didn't know what I was walking into. I was like, we're going to create this model and this offering. And I don't know if nobody's going to sign up or I don't know if a lot of people are going to sign up. And so I had this game plan where I was like, man, I could work in a coffee shop or something while I'm running this if I need to. Well, we put out one post on LinkedIn and Instagram um, I didn't even have a website yet, and one-on-one -on -one coaching filled up that day, which was incredible. It was such a blessing. And so almost immediately, we were growing. Within the first two weeks, we had hired an additional coach, and then our team beyond grow began growing beyond that. We started launching groups within the first three weeks. And so truly, that uh, impetus or that launch kind of catalyzed six months of rapid momentum growth, right? And and externally, it was like, holy cow, this is going so well. Everything looked like it was up into the right. The community was growing. The team was growing. I was running fast, having a ball. And it wasn't until I actually went to the beach because a vacation got canceled and I was there all by myself. And I turned off my computer and I turned off my phone for four days. It was in that moment that I came to this wild realization. I said, the business is growing but something is growing proportional to the rate of the business. And that is my personal stress level. Stress, yeah. Exactly, so yeah, the business was up into the right, awesome. You know what was more up into the right? My stress level. And I had turned off my computer, I had turned off my phone, I was on this beautiful beach in a condo, right? I had all this time, great food, and I was not turned off. I was all on. And it wasn't wisdom, it was fear and worry. Yeah, And it wasn't planning. It was nervous and anxious, uh, just, I mean, worrying the entire time. And, and I said, if this is six months in, two years in will kill me. Right. 
right? And I think that's an easy trap to fall into. I, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to Brian's episode, but Brian talks openly about the fact that some of our most profitable years at Hoopah Grading Company were some of the most unhealthy years mm-hmm. for the company. And he was, he was at a point where, you know, to the outside world, we were killing it. We were crushing it. And the revenue was up. Profitability was up. The, the, you know, the work was there. The backlog was full. But personally, he was, he was at his lowest point. He was at a point where he was talking like you were. I can't do this. This is not sustainable. Yeah. So, and, and that's an easy trap for us to fall into, to, to sit there and look at the top line and bottom line numbers and say, you know, we're healthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're healthy. And I think the reason why it's so easy is because you may be falling apart personally and your team may be a freaking mess behind closed doors. Like your team may be chaos. Meanwhile, everyone on the outside is giving you a standing ovation. Yeah. And right. And the thing that people don't give a standing ovation for is, man, that team, they've got a meeting every Monday where people connect personally and talk about the core values of a business and what makes the, the work meaningful. That that man, man, he goes home at 5 p.m., turns his phone off for two hours and spends intentional time talking with his wife and kids. People don't give a standing ovation for that because they don't see that, right? No, the banks don't care about that. They, they the insurance companies don't care <laughs> yeah. about that. Your investors aren't going to say, "Oh man, yeah. that's great. Do more of that." Yeah, they're going to talk about it. You know, your numbers. And yeah. so I love that principle there. That if uh, if you want to be a really bad leader, then then just judge the health of your business on your numbers, your profitability, your revenue, that's right. the yeah. growth yeah. of the business. Everyone says if you're not growing, you're dying. Well, okay, but just because you're growing doesn't mean you're living. So the litmus test that I would ask all your listeners is, are you becoming more of the man or woman that you want to be? And is your business becoming more like the organization that you want it to be? And if the answer is no, the the beautiful news is you can turn around. You can change. You can say line in the sand, no more. There's a better way. Now, path for growth is the name of our business. Growth is in the name of the business. I love growth. I just want it to be done in a way that gives life instead of takes it away. Yeah, growth can take on many different forms. Mm. It doesn't have to be scale. All right, so Alex, number five, what you got? Yeah, final one is is we've been looking at a lot of these dichotomies, and I think it's very related to the question you posed to kind of start this conversation. It's that you, you you are not a good leader when you focus more on business than leadership. Um, it, it's really kind of confusing whenever you go to the bookstore and you walk into the management or leadership section of the bookstore and they have a lot of business books. And what I mean by business is I mean it's how to grow and sustain a profitable enterprise. Right. And so this is everything with regard to how to read a cash flow statement to how to properly set up systems and structures, how to document processes, all really necessary things. Right. I believe in the value and power of business acumen. Right. But so often we we've got business acumen and we think because I've nailed down business acumen, I'm a good leader. Leader really uh, leadership really has very little to do with that, and it more has to do with do you have the capacity and the ability and the power to unleash the best in others? 
Like, are you the type of person that just does the work or are you the type of person that multiplies the efforts of others so that they can do the work more effectively? And so often I think we think we've got this leadership thing nailed down. And in reality, we just know a lot about business, right? What the world needs, what the construction industry needs is business leaders. Be someone that has a wildly powerful business acumen and pair that with the ability to positively influence and invest in other people's lives. Business leader. Well, that's great. That's great. And I think that leads us to why we're here. That's why we're talking about this. The whole reason why people are, are starving for that information is that they're doing the business stuff. They know how to do the business stuff, but it's still not working. People are leaving. People are angry. People aren't happy. They're getting burned out and they can't figure out why. It's because they're they're focusing on the on the business piece instead of the leadership. Yep, they go on vacation, but they don't never go on vacation. Mm-hmm. You know, they're always connected by some way to the you know, and it, it just you know, and and even though you you you're away, you're supposed to enjoy yourself, but you're worried about you know what's going on while I'm there. That's why you, I think that's why you have to train your replacement. You have yeah. to make sure that that. Things are carrying on. You don't have to worry about it. You can separate and spend time with your with your family and your loved ones. So so it becomes less stressful. Yeah. You gotta build leaders. Yep. You gotta build leaders. All right. I'm gonna recap the audience that. just one. Can I give the audience just one practical takeaway on that? Oh yeah. Absolutely. Um, there's a principle that I have deeply uh observed in other people's lives, and I, I first observed it in my own life, and it's that effort never sustainably exceeds belief. And say that again, Alex. Uh, yeah. Effort never sustainably exceeds belief. And what I have seen is that the greatest lid to men and women being the type of leader that they want and desire to be is they lack the belief that it's possible. And if you don't believe something's possible, why would you ever work towards it? And so it's got to start with your belief. You got to have this wildly clear vision of the type of leader, the type of man, woman, husband, wife, parent, community member that you could be. And and you got to believe that it's possible because it's out of that belief that you'll be about the business of making it happen. That's great. Yep. That's great. All right. So just to recap, I want to go through this and Alex, correct me if I get, if I get this wrong, but how not to be a good leader. Number one, you put your business in order first and then yourself. Number two, talk about what you're against more than you talk about what you're for. Follow the opportunity instead of the plan. Confuse business growth with business health. And then focus more on business than you do on leadership. That's the secret to becoming a bad leader. That's right. Yeah. If you're, if you're <laughs> trying to pursue bad leadership, man, we just gave you a pretty killer plan. That's the formula right there. There's the road. Alex, this is great. I did not anticipate. You know, I knew we were going to get into an example or two, but I did not anticipate you giving us all of that information. Oh, yeah. You've kind of made it tough for the guests that have to follow you. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's laid out there. That's the that's the formula now. Or raised, didn't it? Um, well, that's great. I've got a sheet full of quotes here that you have given us, and I know you do this for a living. And I kind of feel guilty that we just 
you know, we just got it all out of you and we haven't paid anything. If we owe you something for this, send it to Bam Bam. Yeah. Okay. Very you, good. You will, you I will. want the next time I am within 200 miles of, of Bam Bam, I want us to be at a table having chips and salsa. Sounds good. And we can, we can record that conversation if we want to, but then, and then after that Bam Bam, we can discuss going on a 50 mile run. If that sounds good. Okay. Yep. And uh, at that time, I'll write you a three party out of state check. Okay. We'll take that. Right. Alex, we're going we're gonna to have some fun right now. Are you uh, you up for having a little bit of fun on the podcast with us? <laughs> I mean, I was already having fun, but yeah. We're going we're gonna to crank it up a little bit oh, more. Yeah. So we're going to try something new. We've never done this before. Bam Bam has brought uh, some spice. That's what they're calling you, Bam. They're spice. saying you're bringing spice to the podcast now. So. Spicy Bam Bam. So he's bringing the spice to the podcast. And we're going to play a little bit of a game. Do you want to tee this up, Bam Bam? Yeah. Uh, you ever watch Jimmy Fallon? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I love yeah. Jimmy Fallon. You, you you've seen Word Slip? <laughs> Dude, I I freaking love Word Slip. Oh, good. That is so good. Cause we're gonna we're gonna involve you in it a little bit today. <laughs> Are you telling me Jimmy Fallon is gonna be on the podcast today? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, probably not today. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So you know the rules. Uh, each one of you has been given a set of words. You should be receiving a text. Um, and you'll try to work them yep. into a conversation seamlessly right between you two. Uh, Brandon has not seen the words yet. He's about to I wanted to. I, I asked yeah, them to, was, Alex, yeah. but they told me no. So I have not seen the words. That's true. It was a resounding no for him to see the words. <laughs> so he hadn't been able to pregame. You're pregaming now. I can tell. Yep, I'm uh, looking so at my phone now. They I, just sent them. Okay, so Brandon, you turn yours over and, and you go ahead and yeah. Uh, since you are our guest, we flipped a coin and you lost, so you'll go first. <laughs> okay, and okay. so to clarify, I, I have to use, I have to have candid conversation. I need to use all the words that you sent me over the course of the conversation. Is that correct? Yes, yes, yep. Okay. Yeah. So you, he's going to do a word, then I go do a word, and we yep. have to have a conversation. Yep. You have to involve. But you want to do it in a way, Alex. The way I understood it was you do it in a way to where no one really knows which word yep. that you're trying to <laughs> drop in there. Okay. Let's so see how this goes. Okay. Excellent. So I get to start. Yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, you know, Brandon, this podcast has just been such a, a joy uh today it's been so great to talk with you uh and bam bam about business uh we even talked about chips and salsa a little bit and you know chips and salsa is one of those topics that i gotta be careful around because i can eat a lot of chips and salsa right and and when i do i mean it's like golly i i, I get fat i get filled with blubber right just so much blubber and uh and it just like i mean overflowing out of me right <laughs> uh, uh. and uh and so I, I just gotta watch my health and make sure i i limit limit the chips and salsa and therefore limit limit the blood the blubber limit know, the blubber limit the blubber no alex this is great and and we we've been just as excited about this podcast too matter of fact we got dressed up today I, I, yeah. usually we're we're in we're in our overalls and our work boots and but today you know we put on a nice shirt bam bam's got on his bowling shirt so updated my threads look at me thanks for not wearing your overalls i'm today. bringing it back yeah. <laughs> wearing a bowling shirt that's pretty good oh yeah uh, sir yeah <laughs> yeah i think the quality of this conversation i i just know um 
my fiance is about to pick me up in the car after this. We're about to go uh, go drive somewhere to drop off a dog somewhere. And and I know she's going to ask me how how the conversation go. And it's like I could tell her good. I could tell her, you know, oh, it was awesome. Really enjoyed talking to them. I think the proper word is scrumptious, right? It's just something about a yeah. something about just a scrumptious podcast conversation scrumptious that just leads podcast. wanting more. Yeah. Scrumptious podcast. That's going to be on our. That's going to be our new description. Like you know, scrumptious, spicy, bam, bam. I think we did a good job <laughs> yeah. today. I mean, yeah. I think the chemistry between us it, has been pretty good. It's, yeah. uh, you know, some people may think that we have a romance. Maybe, maybe so. Maybe so. <laughs> Is my face turning red? You are turning red. <laughs> you are turning red. Yeah. How could you not have a bromance with that beard? Mm. Absolutely. Mm. That was fast. He yeah. dropped it in there quick. Well, you know, Shot from the hip on that, the one. beard. Uh, I had to grow the beard to keep me uh, looking a little bit tough um, because you know you walk around in knickers all day and no one really takes you serious. So I thought maybe the beard would help offset the knickers. We're playing golf, you know. And, yeah, I got to tell you, I'm I'm a little bit of noob when it, or I'm a little bit of a noob whenever it comes to conversations like this. You're going to have to explain to me what knickers are. Yeah, knickers, uh, the Short the pants, pants that kind of baggy pants that golfers used to wear. Remember Payne Stewart? Was that yeah. that was knickers, yeah, right? Yep, yeah, that was. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Well, the next time you're in knickers, you're going to have to take a selfie and make sure I can see what they look like. Oh, I'll do that. Yeah. I promise. Yeah. I, I wish I could do it right now. If I could, you know, just say hocus pocus and then all of a sudden have knickers on, we could <laughs> yeah. go ahead and knock that out. But I, could, I can't do it. Good. I hope that I, I'm done with my list. I hope that y'all just. Wait, you're through your list? I'm through. Yes. I still got one more. Let's still oh, got more. Sure. That's yeah. Right. more. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but we got to wrap this thing up. I know Bam Bam's getting hungry. He's got a plate of macaroni sitting over here that he's getting ready to yep. devour. <laughs> and, uh, so Alex, that was fun, man. You did a great job. You are a pro at this game. I just hope people don't fast forward at the end of the podcast and have no clue what we're talking about. Damn, yeah, you know what? Bad if they, do, yes. they might have no clue from the beginning of the podcast, but it's all right. We had fun. We yeah, had fun. Well, right. Alex, man, this has been this has been great. I really appreciate you helping us get this thing going and talking to us about how not to be a great leader. You have uh, you have had so much uh, wisdom poured into you from those that you've been able to spend time with. And we appreciate you sharing that with our listeners today. How can people uh, listen? You've got a podcast too, right? Yeah, that's correct. It's the Path for Growth podcast. Uh, and we share content weekly on there. And I and if you're still down after this conversation, we're planning a conversation with Brandon that I'm absolutely stoked about. And that you, you, you are desperate. If, uh, <laughs> I would awesome. be honored to, Alex. I would be honored to. Yeah. So thank you so much. So if you're listening, you can check out Alex's podcast, Path for Growth. And Alex, if someone is at that stage where they're needing some help and they're ready to talk to someone about how to get their business back in order, how do they how do they do that? Yeah, I appreciate that question. We always say that we help impact-driven leaders who own or run a business uh, create a plan for growing their business while reducing their stress. And one of the things that I'm personally really excited about is the team worked really hard on this. They've put together a 14-day free trial of our membership. And so that has access to what we call every lesson for the fundamentals for healthy growth. And so what we've seen is like, man, if you want the systems in place, uh, to really have the structure to keep you where your vision takes you. And 
really so much of what we talked about in in our conversation today. Like you want to know what that looks like practically and how you like put boots on the ground, create an actionable plan, and then get held accountable to that plan. That 14-day membership is how we expose people to the way that we do that at Path for Growth. So it's specifically for men and women that own or run a business. And we've got an application process for that that's just very brief so the team can make sure uh, that you're qualified and, and you would be a good fit for the community of leaders that we're trying to build. So if you want one of those applications, you can go to pathforgrowth.com and apply for the 14-day free membership. That's awesome. That's awesome. Alex, thank you. Pathforgrowth.com. Go online and get your free membership. Alex, we have had a blast today. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, congratulations on your uh, engagement. Mm, thank that's, you. I appreciate that. That's a big deal. Remember? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you saying that, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I saw you I looked am, a little stunned when I said that. Oh, yeah. It's going to take a minute to, to let true. that sink in. Alex, we've had a blast. Thank you for being on the podcast. I look forward to uh, to coming out and spending some time with you and, and talking on your podcast. Yeah. Well, hey, to you and Bam Bam and just the whole team, because I know there's so much work that goes into making this happen. Um, I think that what y'all do is so important. And that's why I think it's so powerful that you do it so well. And so thank you to both of you and the team for providing such necessary content for leaders literally around the country. It's just awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's thank all Bam you, Bam. No, no. It's all you, Bam Bam. It's the team, buddy. Alex, thanks again. It was great having you on the podcast. You take care. Thank y'all. All right, buddy.